0: Okay, so we move on to the second segment of our program now, that is the questions and answers. Sap will uh, answer these questions first. There's a question, Muftisab. The question reads, I've got an offer to change my shop to sell chocolates and candies and so forth. My question is, will it be permissible to sell candy that also contains gelatin? My customers is purely Danish, non-Muslims, and to have a fair selection of candy, you will have to bring in some with gelatin from swine many Muslims do it but they write in every box if it contains gelatine or not
1: it's not permissible to sell sweets that contain gelatine derived from swine even if it is to non-muslim customers we know that uh, you know gelatine this uh, the porcine and bovine that's two types And then within the bovine, you have that which is from halal slaughtered and that which is not from halal slaughtered. So uh, the only type of gelatine that we would advise is the gelatine from those animals that is halal slaughtered. Uh, The Gelatine, which is from, you know, non-halal slaughtered animals besides the swine, there's a difference of opinion amongst some of the ulama with regards to that. With regards to swine, there's a consensus that it's not allowed. So, gelatine derived from animals which are slaughtered according to the Sharia, or gelatin derived from uh, consumer animals, you know, that is permissible. Uh, so, we would say that you need to be careful, you need to try to get your sweets from Muslim countries, like Pakistan, Malaysia and obviously in matters when it is with regards to uh, uh, food matters then in that instance we will always advise you to consult with uh, Sanha because they are the authority in this regard and uh, you know it is uh, they would be in the best position to advise as to what you can sell and what you can't sell and what it contains in the, the sweets itself sometimes It's not just one thing, but there are multiple things that may be of concern.
0: Okay, yeah, that is very important. you got to contact the right authorities to get uh, the best answer. Somebody says, yeah, I am planning on creating a website for advertising, something similar to Groupon, but with a different pricing model. It will also allow the business owner to set up his own deal, or he could choose to request me to set up the deal for him. My question is, would it be permissible to allow non-halal restaurants or institutes to advertise on the site? Would the money paid to me for using the site be a halal income if the business Business owner sets up the deal himself on the site. Would it be permissible for me to set up the deal for the non-halal restaurant or
1: institute? So as you in state that you intend to create a website for advertising that will allow business owners to set up their own deal or request you to set up the deal, uh, It's not permissible for you to allow impermissible organizations, impermissible institutions, uh, such as a non-halal restaurant, to advertise and set up deals on your website. Uh, since you will be directly responsible for promoting the business by allowing the usage of your platform. Allah Rabbul Izza says in the Noble Qur'an, عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَىٰ وَلَا عَلَى Assist in matters of piety and righteousness and do not assist in matters of sin. And this is, you know, your platform, they are promoting haram food alcohol etc on your platform so it's directly assisting in haram and therefore it wouldn't be possible
0: the question reads can i read the holy quran on the bus when traveling to and from work
1: it would be commendable to recite the noble quran in the bus while you're traveling to and from from work Uh, that would be something uh, you know really uh, good in the sense that you're utilizing your time constructively and you're engaging in a great act of worship. Uh, in the process, you need to bear in mind that if you're reciting the Quran uh, from the Mus'haf or from your phone, then the Quran, then you have to be in a state of wudu to hold the Quran uh, or to touch that area of the phone where the Quran is being opened up on the screen. Uh, if you're reciting from memory, then it would be recommended to be in a state of wudu, but it's not necessary to be in a state of wudu. You recite uh, from memory without touching the noble Quran.
0: Okay, the question reads, when my father passed away, he had a phone account, which he opened for my sister. She continued to use the phone and ranked up a high bill of 10,000, I suppose, I don't know, Ren. She did not inform us. We recently found out.
1: Yeah, so if your father opened the phone account on his name for your sister, then his estate will be responsible to pay for the account that is due up until the time of his death. Up until the time of his death, because, you know, it's as though he had taken responsibility for her to pay this. So till the time of his death, the estate will take, you know, it will be paid from the estate. Uh, Your father's estate will not be responsible for the usage or the phone after his death because now after his death uh, you know your sister use the phone after his death uh, she will be responsible for the bill after his death so up until that point it would be under his because he had opened it, so it will be he'll be responsible. But now you beyond his death, now he's no longer there, so you can't say no. The estate must pay for it now. Uh, beyond his death, it will now come back to your sister, and she will be responsible to pay for it, and uh, she will have to settle that
0: what's the cause of increased heartbeat during salah is it good or bad it makes me uneasy sometimes as to why it goes so fast but makes me concentrate better the other than other times shaitan puts evil thoughts that one does not want to think yet they just come
1: so th- this uh you know increased heartbeat during salah it may be a medical situation and uh you know, it may be of a health nature. And therefore, we would uh, also advise you to consult your, uh, your physician for a diagnosis. Also, on the other hand, it may be with regards to the waswasa, the evil whispers and thoughts of shaitan. And we need to understand that Allah has given shaitan the power of whispering into the heart of a person. Mm. However, there's no need to become worried and perturbed about that. The whispering should merely be ignored. So how do we deal with this? Number one, whenever any doubt, waswasa arise, tell yourself in Salah, in Wudu, in ghusl that everything is okay, valid, no matter what the evil whispers into your mind. And as a remedy to this, tell yourself that every action of minds is valid, irrespective of the evil whispers. This may be difficult, but it will become much easier after effort and hard work. Also, Remind yourself constantly that these thoughts are from shaitan. How can I listen to shaitan? How can I give credence to shaitan? How can they ever be authentic when they come from shaitan? That's the second thing. Number two is, implore Almighty Allah in dua to alleviate you from the predicament. Dua is the most powerful weapon that we have as believers. So make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then all that is needed is, Resolute courage, firm determination to extricate yourself from such a problem. So never give up hope. Always tell yourself, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I will overcome this. I will be able to get the better of it. This is not going to get me down. That's the first point. The first point is uh, recite, "Audhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajim excessively. Recite, "Audhu Billahi Minash Shaitan excessively. Number six, recite, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله excessively there is no power uh, there is no might except with Allah we cannot repel any evil nor can we have the strength to do any good except with the permission of Allah then also recite Surah Falaq, Surah Nas Surah Ikhlas thrice as much as possible Uh, Allah says in the Quran أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَيْنُ الْقُلُوبِ the hearts attain tranquility through the dhikr of Allah. So, you know, this verse of the Noble Qur'an reminds us of the dhikr of Allah. We need to make excessive dhikr, and inshallah your heart will find tranquility and peace with the thoughts that come. Shaitan flees from the person who makes dhikr of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also, there's a book by aziz mulana Yunus Patel, rahimahumullah, which is titled, Combating the Whisperings of Shaitan. So read that book, and inshallah, you know, all these points collectively will help you overcome the whispers of shaitan.
0: Jazakallah for that very beautiful answer, Moffazab. The person says, I have a question regarding jewelry for women. I saw another question in which it had been said that rings for women have to be silver or gold. Is this correct? Uh, Also, are white gold and rose gold halal materials or do they have to be a certain carat of weight? Can these rings have all sorts of jewels, example uh, gems, diamonds, rubies etc. on them or are there certain kinds? Other than the rings are there any restrictions on any other kinds of jewelry? For example earrings bangles etc yeah that's the question
1: I, I, uh, yes okay so a woman may wear rings of gold and silver only okay rings made of other metal metals apart from gold and silver are not permissible if the ring is made of any alloy or different metals then as a principle the ring will take the ruling of whatever metal is predominant in the alloy so if the dominant metal is gold or silver, then the ring will be permissible. If the dominant metal is other than gold or silver, then such a ring is prohibited. Uh, so pure is 24 carat, 18 carat is 75%, 14 carat is 58%, and 9 carat is 38%. So th- Remember that. 24 carat is 100%, 75% is 18 carat, 14% is 58 carat uh, uh, or 14 carat is 58% and 9 carat is 38%. In terms of white, gold is an alloy of gold and at least one or other white metal such as silver or nickel or magnesium. So white gold normally comes in 18 carat, 14 carats, and 9 carats, and therefore it will be treated as gold, uh, as a gold ring, as long as the gold content is more than the alloy. So this means it's permissible to wear 18 or 14 carat with the exception of 9 carat. In a, a 9 carat white gold the gold content is at 37.5 percent and therefore the nine carat uh, ring uh, we will have to look at at the composition of the ring the other metal is silver then the ring will be possible the other metal is you know nickel or magnesium it won't be it will be prohibited in terms of rose gold rose gold is also known as pink gold or red gold and rose gold jewelry is a mixture of yellow gold with copper And the difference between them is the copper content. The higher the copper content, the stronger the red uh, coloration. So pink gold uses the less copper, followed by rose gold with red gold having the highest copper content. And depending on the amount of copper used, the color of the rose gold jewelry can be very light and subtle pink uh, to a more deep uh, reddish hue. And rose gold usually comes in 9, 14, 18 carat gold and therefore according to the uh, mentioned uh, principle that we mentioned that it will be permissible to wear the 18 and 14 carat and it will not be permissible to wear the 9 carat. Alternatively, if the 9 carat is made of silver or gold coated then it will be permissible. Uh, it is permissible to put any t- Type of gem or jewel on a ring, uh, you know, so that is uh, in terms of adding things onto the ring. As for jewelry, other than rings, one can wear anything other than gold or silver. So the, that is the important aspect in this regard. Okay,
0: for that, there is a very, very detailed answer. Now let's take a look at other questions. Can a person make dua during a nafal salah like in Sajda?
1: It is permissible to make du'a in Sajda or in Afil Salah on the condition that the du'a must be in Arabic. So you can't make du'a in English. Uh, and it's not permissible to make du'a in any other language in Sajda or in Afil Salah. Uh, it, uh, then furthermore, when you're making du'a, it should be in Arabic. And then it is advisable that the du'a uh, must be made uh, you know, from the Qur'an and the Hadith. Those du'a should be made. Uh, don't uh, make du'as from other than the Qur'an and the Hadith. But it can be made, meaning it's advisable that it be made. Uh, So the word shouldn't be like what you ask from people, but it should be du'a, you know, from similar to the meanings of the du'as that we know from the Qur'an and the Hadith. Furthermore, if a person would like to go into the sajda position and make du'a, so you're not in salah, but you're just choosing the posture of sajda, then you can do that, and that would be permissible
0: okay um are we supposed to wear gloves to cover every part of the body what is the recommended
1: color of jilbab so the purpose of the jilbab is to conceal the form the shape and the beauty of women in front of a Ghair maharam or in front of non-muslim women and any garment through which the objective of covering the form shape and beauty is achieved would be permissible so therefore it's permissible to wear any color on condition that the color is not bright and does not attract attention. Black has been recommended because it doesn't attract much attention. Sayyidah uh, Ummi Salama had spoken about the Sahaba and she said that when the verse and they should draw down their jilbabs over themselves, they should wear a loose garment that covers the entire body without revealing the shape of the body. Uh, which has only a little opening to allow the women to see. When this verse was revealed, the women of the Ansar came out of their homes like they were black crows on on their heads due to the black veil covering the head. Mm -hmm. So that is, you know, it's recommended, the black. However, it's not necessary uh, to specifically wear black as such. The fact is that it's least attractive. Another point that has been asked about wearing the gloves, it's not necessary to wear gloves. But uh, if one considers it to be times of fitna and that uh, that could also lead to some sort of fitna, then it, it is preferable then to wear that also.
0: Okay, Mufshab, let's take a look at uh, some of these other questions that has come through. Uh, Somebody is saying here, yeah, they sent this question, right? Salams, when you make shukr, sajda, must
1: you make salam? When you make shukr, sajda, no. So in Hanafi mazhab, we prefer that uh, instead of making sa- Sajjah to Shukr, uh, you rather perform two rakats, Salat al-Shukr, that is what is advised. Uh, however, if there is constraint in time, then you, you will make a Sajjah to Shukr, and uh, there is no Salam in that. Uh, face, what, facing Qibla, you say Allahu Akbar, you go into Sajjah, and then you say Allahu Akbar, and you come out of Sajjah, then the Sajjah to Shukr will be complete. Uh,
0: somebody asking about Wahid Investments. So when
1: it comes to specific um, investments, you know, we cannot endorse it because we obviously don't know. Uh, uh, we haven't studied it and therefore we cannot endorse it. Uh, well, what you've got to do is you've got to look at the list of scholars that are there. And if there's anyone that is authentic that uh, you are familiar with, then you can go ahead and invest with it. Okay,
0: here's another question. Um do the Marhumin meet the Sahaba and the Sahabiyas in the Alame Barzakh?
1: Uh, it's possible that it can happen. Okay. Uh, if it depends on the status of the home, mm. what sort of a person was the Marhum, if the person was a righteous person, etc., then uh, it could happen, yes. The person is asking, can we stand and take medication? Look, it's part of the etiquettes of... Uh, of eating and drinking as a person sits mm. and uh the thing is that sometimes there are instances where the occasional instance when in a beast also did not sit and just took a sip while standing uh the etiquette is to sit. what would be the reason is that you know you're taking medication you obviously want to follow the sunnah to the t so mm-hmm. that you can get maximum benefit because as we know it's not the medication that's uh gives shifa it is allah rabbul izzah and you want to draw the help and the mercy of allah and the way to do that is to follow the sunnah of the peace allah no
0: no uh, you know somebody sent in a question early on with regards to reading the quran on the bus so they're asking if reciting quran on the
1: bus do we have to remove our shoes no you don't have to remove your shoes but uh, if you feel that there may be some impurities on your shoe then it would be recommended to take it off, yes.
0: Okay, just one or two more questions. Muftisab spoke about rings. Somebody is saying, on the topic of rings, what about gold-plated rings?
1: So, uh, if it's just plated, uh, then it doesn't fall in the category. The, it's obviously got to give us detail of what is the uh, underlying... Um, the gold-plated itself is not gold, it's fake gold. Mm-hmm. So, therefore... You need What is the actual metal that has been made from? Then we can respond to that.
0: Okay, and one final question, Mr. Somebody says, "What's the best way to read to keep a teenager motivated towards his health
1: I think you know what you've got to do is firstly, you've got to time and again remind them. Let them tell you why they're doing heath. Uh, Listen to you know, read books on the Fazil, talk about the Fazil. Then also. Uh, take them towards the, the, the kira and jalsas, the hivs jalsas, etc. Uh, so that also becomes a motivation, and then you need to make du'a also. So collectively, all those things will help to keep the child motivated.
0: Jazakallah so much for answering all those questions. Muftisap, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala reward you in abundance. That is where we have to end for today. Jazakallah uh, to the listeners for sending in those questions. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala grant us the tawfiq, the divine inspiration that we can practice from our side. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi